in today's show, we're looking at busts. We're going to do both Yahoo and ESPN in this show. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. The shows keep coming and they don't stop coming. There's so many shows coming at the moment, so just be on the lookout for them. All of the team preview shows, the fantasy basketball preview shows, will have information on how you can join the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. So watch those shows. That's where you get that information. Looking at busts. What does a bust mean? It means that where they're either being drafted via ADP or where they're currently pre-ranked on that site, I think it's too high. With the early guys, it's by about a round. With the later guys, like two, three rounds. Just the sort of guys that I'm going to be avoiding. Are they, could they beat that number? Maybe, sure. And look, th- things can happen, but there's going to be guys that at that current price tag, I will avoid. So, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yahoo. DeJounte Murray's ranked at 15. Um, this could change tomorrow. He's already changed about three times. He was at like 12, I think, and then moved to 28, and now back at 15. He's all over the place. His ADP's at 22. I just did the Hawks preview show, and you can get my ideas about Murray a little bit there. I think he's more of a third-round player versus a early second-round player, which is what this rank would suggest. I just don't know what the value is, and what's the point of taking him that high? Best-case scenario was last season. He was like 11th in category leagues. So you're expecting really no drop-off at all, and that's with you know the reintroduction of someone like a Kawhi Leonard who could easily jump ahead of him there. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me to be picking Murray at 15. You're eliminating any upside and taking on just a huge amount of downside risk. Why would you want to do it? You wouldn't. To me, he's a third-round guy, not a guy that you know is on the t- almost at the turn of a of a 12-team league of the first round. That doesn't make any sense. Um, I know Yahoo hasn't adjusted it, given him two weeks. Fix it. Darius Garland is ranked at 19th. 19 for Darius Garland. Like, I mean, sure. Like, why? He was 23rd last season. You could argue that was almost best case for him. Sexton out, Rubio out, 38 minutes a night. He's really good, Darius Garland. I really like him. He's a really good player. You can go back two years ago when I was saying that he was, you know, a much better prospect than Colin Sexton um, and a guy to really invest in last season or two years ago even as well. But 19's crazy. With Donovan Mitchell there, look, this I'm sure this will come down. And his ADP has already fallen to 26, and that's more in line with where it needs to be. But if you go into a draft room right now, Darius Garland sits at 19. And that is ridiculous. Fix it. A trade happened two weeks ago. You need to make adjustments. John Morant's ADP is 16. ADP can be something. Now, a quick reminder, should have said this already. 
when I'm talking busts at value, I'm talking category leagues here. We are going to do a separate points league sleeper and bust show. We will do that. We're doing category leagues now. But ADP and even X rank, it's not format specific. It's just what people are doing. Jar Morant at, at ADP 16 in a points league, it's fine. It's really good. In a category league, it's not. I don't think it's worth it at all. You tie in injury risk plus low steals, low threes, iffy free throw percentage at times, dropped off towards the end of last season with some of those really big numbers. He ended the year as the 28th ranked player in category leagues. And I think that, you know, 30 to 36, like middle to third round, because point guard and assists are valuable. They're not as valuable as taking him in the middle of that second round. So those three point guards, either highly ranked or getting drafted too high. Let's talk another guard. Don Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. He is good. He is. But again, the trade happened. Make it make an adjustment. Donovan Mitchell had been ranked like 44th, 44th, 45th, 46th or something the first four years of his career. Then last year, the steals jumped up and he went to like 20, what was he, 25th last season? I think something along those lines. Um, based on the steals. He was 22nd. Now he's ranked at 20th with an ADP of 22. No, thank you. He is a third, maybe fourth round player, I think, in that um, 45, 35 to 45 range is more realistic for Mitchell back to where he was. You, know, you, you don't want to rely upon those high steals. You worry a little bit about the usage of um, Garland next to him, who's a higher usage player than, say, Mike Conley was. So you worry a little bit about that. So Mitchell at that level, it's just like best case scenario, that's where he gets to. Best case. And much like DeJounte Murray, like I think actual best case is 15. Like that's actual best case if he doesn't lose value. But you're taking on so much downside risk to grab a bloke at that position. I don't I don't see how that's worth it at all. There'll be people who disagree with this, but I think DeMar DeRozan is ranked too high. I think picking him at pick 21 which is where he's ranked, his ADP is 28, is just too high. This is nothing to, there's nothing against what DeMar DeRozan did last season. He was great. He actually was a top 20 category league player, 19th. But it came on the back of stuff that I don't want to rely upon. Really high minutes, really high usage, really high mid-range, of, mid-range efficiency. And when I say really high, I mean literally like the best shooting mid-range, mid-range shooting season of all time type good. And do I expect that to be the same or get better? I don't see how I could. And even down the stretch of last season, you see the last 15 games, he was 38th. He, the 50% field goals went down to 48. The five assists went down to four. He doesn't get steals. He doesn't get threes, obviously. He was really good for a stretch. And he's also played 38 minutes a night for the last 25 games of the season too. And I don't think they'd want him to play that much. So I just don't see DeRozan, who, like Mitchell, has been a 35 to 45 guy most of his career, who took a big step up on the back of Alonzo absence, a Caruso absence, a Levine absence, a million guys absence, and did it with unbelievably red-hot shooting, which is probably going to come down a little bit, and usage comes down a little bit, a little bit, and minutes come down one or two, that probably takes him out of top 20 zone to me. But you can disagree with that. I've got no problem. JB, you've done it again. Has he though? Jalen Brown has got an ADP of 36. Why? Why? Jalen Brown is a really good player. 
but he has some fantasy some fantasy issues in his game. He is not the greatest assist guy. He's a really low blocks guy. He's a low, lowish steals guy. He's this okay rebound guy. He scores pretty well. His free throws are below average. He's not blowing us away in field goals. He's about average there. 36 is, is high watermark stuff. It's really high watermark stuff. He was 51st last season. Yes, you can punt free throws and bump his value, but I don't want to take him at the end of round three when there are just so many other better options out there, I think. Like you look at a, a Terry Rogier who Yahoo's got ranked at 55. Why wouldn't you take Rogier ahead of Brown? I don't know. Like Brown has this reputation of this defensive guy. He doesn't get steals or blocks. Like they're really low. Blocks in particular. He doesn't get that. Low assists, average rebounds. Like 36 is he's a good player. In the end of round four, start of round five. Not round three. And ADP is average. That means there is... In theory, in theory, it's not a median, it's not a median draft position, it's average. But in theory, it's like 50% of people are taking him higher than this. Taking him in the mid-third round. Maybe it's maybe it's not. Maybe it's just there's been a few people taking him at pick 10 or something and everyone else is going around pick 44. I don't know. But it means more people, there are people taking him higher than 36. Which um, doesn't really add up. Nor does Christian James McCullum at 49. Now, CJ McCollum's free throws, can we trust them? I've got no idea. He's been all over the map with his free throw shooting. We have seen plenty of people who have been good free throw shooters have an inexplicably bad free throw shooting season, and it never recovers. Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. But we see guys have bad free throw seasons that improve it. LeBron James last season. It's a fickle category free throws. Not quite as variable as steals, but the second most variable stat year on year. So it could improve. But Zion's back. Where does CJ fit third offensive option now? I'm not wasting, which tent, which 40, 49 ADP means it's a fourth round pick. I'm not wasting a fourth round pick on CJ McCollum, where I don't know how he fits. I don't know what the free throws are going to be like. I don't know what the usage are going to be like. Yes, he's the point guard, but Ingram and Zion handle the ball plenty as well. I, I, I just that's it's too high for me to take that sort of a risk. Where I just, I just don't get it. I don't think I want to do it. Actually, I know that I don't want to do it. I think he's a bust. CJ McCollum at number 49. The better line isn't a bust. It is the number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all of the Football League's developments. Week three in college, week two in the NFL, game matchups, news, and podcasts. Better line is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. I've noticed that the odds for the Chiefs-Chargers game have moved in the Chiefs' favor. Minus four, I guess, because Keenan Allen's out. Yeah, there you go. Breaking injury news. Not really breaking. Total 54. Let's hope it's. Let's hope it goes over that. Let's hope we get over a total of 60. We want to see a shootout between these guys. But whatever week two game you want to check out, it's over at Bet Online, And it's the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Giannis, Jokic. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked On and the Bet Online Odds Makers present the NBA Top 50 Most Valuable Players starting on September the 19th. You can find it on Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I think Jordan Poole's a bust at a rank of 63. He was really good last season. He was like a top 30, top 20 guy, I think, for the last three or four weeks of the season with Steph out. But Steph's not out. Clay's not out. And 
Poole basically played all of last season with either one of those two guys out. He will probably come off the bench. He might only play 27 minutes. Yes, there'll be games where Clay sits and games where Clay st- uh, where Steph sits and Poole's minutes and production and usage rises. But as a fifth-round guy, which is early sixth, fifth-round guy, where I'd have to take him to get him, do I want to take a bench player that requires players sitting for him to get to that value? I don't think so. I like Jordan Poole. I like what he's done to improve his game. He was really useful last season. I liked him as a you know, picker in the 90s last season. But 63, like, I think it's eliminating value in a situation that is different to last season. Yes, they did lose Gary Payton, but Dante DiVincenzo came in and Moses Moody's still there as well to maybe increase role. I just don't see that as being like any sort of safe play at 63. And I, I do still want in round five or, or round six, yeah, a little bit of safety in some of my picks. I like Paolo Banquero, but ranking him at 60 is insane. Now, of course, Yahoo's site doesn't have any projections up for rookies because how could you? No, no projections for rookies. So on their um, projection-based rankings, he's ranked in the 460s. He was initially ranked in the 250s, I think, in the X rank, and now he's into 60, which is too high. He might have been 170. I don't know. He's been all over the map. I like Paolo. I'm not taking him at 60. I'll take him in round seven. Yep. Not at 60, though. He's probably going to be a points, rebounds, assist guy with some iffy percentages. Or at least iffy from a fantasy perspective. No, Paolo's actually a good shooter, Josh. Okay, but you need to be to be an average percentage contributor in fantasy, you need to be 48 from the field or more or 78 from the line or more. And he might not get to those marks. He could average 16 and eight. He could. And three, he might also see 14 and seven with two. It's, I like him. It's too high at 60, I think. It's too high. Now, you know I like this bloke. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. But why is Yusuf Nurkic ranked at 59? Somehow forgot how to block shots last season at all. I think he averaged 0.5 blocks. He was the 69th ranked player. Giggity. Which is awesome, but 59? I don't know. Round seven? Sure. Back end of round six? Probably, yeah. No problem. Why is he at 59? It's, it's, I know senders do dry up a little bit, or more to the uh, point blocks dry up a little bit. You're not getting them from Yusuf. And... Could he actually take a step back offensively with Simons, Lillard, and Grant all probably ahead of him in the pecking order? He's a guy that really does thrive when he has the ball high post operating out of the elbow, passing and distributing and doing some offensive stuff. But if he just gets ignored and then you're relying upon defensive stats, which aren't there, he's a really good rebounder, awesome rebounder, amazing rebounder, but has percentage issues. And then we worry about the usage, we worry about defensive stats. I, it's too risky at 59. I don't get it. I also think Christian Wood is risky. Christian Wood could have a good year. Now, last season, I was pretty in on him around 50 to 60. And then he just completely couldn't shoot free throws and was piss poor. Does going to a Dallas team that's better help him? I I don't know. It appears at this point on September the 15th that he's coming off the bench behind JaVale McGee. Coming off the bench for him doesn't mean 20 minutes, but it probably does cap the ceiling somewhat. I doubt he's playing 34 minutes in a bench roll. And the free throws, they might still be a problem. What's the usage look like? I don't know. I just think taking him at 56, ADP of 55 is too high. And you've got to be really wary of that free throw and basically ready to punt it. 
Feels too high. Why isn't he ranked around where Clint Capella is? Well, Capella is actually not far from this. Just too high for those guys. I think it's too high for the Thick Hogsman as well. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 65th ranked player, 67th in ADP. Me and Matt talked about this yesterday. Like, he could be a 17 usage guy with Harden, Maxine, and Bede taking everything. He doesn't get steals or blocks. He's not an assist guy. He's an average rebounder. He hits some threes. But at this point, there's, there's no upside in it. There's all downside. And I think he's in a lower usage role. His numbers, once Harden came across, were putrid. They dropped way off. I don't think he was even a top one top 100 player during that time. No way am I burning an early sixth round pick on the thick Hogsman. Not a single chance. Herb Jones was great last season. Really surprised everybody. He's ranked at 86th. No, no, thank you. You're ranking him 86 because he can get you some steals. To draft him there would be crazy. Now, he's one of those guys that they had ranked 260th and they've bumped him all the way up to 86. Big change for a guy you didn't think was worth drafting in 20-team leagues. But now he's at 86, and that's too high. To me, he's in the 110, 120 zone. Go 15 spots earlier if you're desperate for steals and you haven't got them earlier. But I don't think usage goes up with Zion arriving in a full season of CJ. Oh, we're going to try and use him as a ball handler. That's cool. You also just drafted Dyson Daniels. You have CJ McCollum, Ingram, and Williamson. You've also Devontae Graham and Jose Alvarado is there. How much ball handling is he going to do? For a guy that's not a ball handler, why would you put the ball in his hands when he might be the seventh best guy at that? Maybe I'm completely wrong and he turns into LaMelo Ball and he's throwing behind their head Magic Johnson passes. I don't know. Doubt it. Can he be a better three-point shooter? Sure, but is he actually going to take any of them? Are we going to get opportunities with these other guys out there? I, again, like him. Unbelievable player. You don't see rookies that good at defense. We saw two of them last year, but you don't see it ever. You won't probably won't see it this season. That doesn't mean I'm taking him to pick 86. Jeremy Grant doesn't play for Detroit. Plays for Portland. So we're not taking him as if he's playing for Detroit. Although, these ranks suggest we would. Rank 76, ADP 80. It's not that far from where he was in Detroit, where he was inefficient, handling the ball, taking a lot of shots. He was 66 last season in 32 minutes a night. Denver Jeremy Grant, Oklahoma City Jeremy Grant, was like 150th, 160th, because he played like 14, or he, well, he played 30 minutes, 31 minutes. He averaged like 14 points. He's a bad rebounder. Doesn't generate big defensive numbers. Again, I think this is... You're hoping for Detroit, Jeremy Grant. And he's not in Detroit. I don't really see the purpose of it. And the last one I'm going to do here on Yahoo... One, two, three, four, five. Is Mo Bumba ranked at 88? Why? A backup center who might, might play 18 minutes a night. Might. Ranked at 88. I can't can't explain it. He was solid last season. 74th ranked player in category leagues. He played 26 minutes a night. I I don't see how he gets remotely close to that. How? how? Do they start him over Wendell Carter? Do they start him over Paolo Banquero? Jonathan Isaac doesn't play. Chumura Kiki doesn't play. Now, Isaac might not play. He's a ghost. We know that. But how much is Carter going to play at the four? Oh, sorry, or Bumba. How much are they going to play those two together? 
I would suggest not a huge amount after they just drafted a power forward and have another power forward returning to the lineup theoretically. And another power forward in, in uh, Chumura Kiki. Oh, and another guy in Franz Wagner, who's also a good power forward. Yes, he'll play the three a lot. So, Bumber at 88, you're just burning that pick. You might as well just give it to someone else. Say, oh, look, I'm not going to do anything with this pick. Uh, I was going to take my Bumber, so you might as well just use it anyway because I'm just setting picks on fire here. It make, doesn't make any sense. Let's look at ESPN. Another guy at the top, same guys in Yahoo. They've got DeJounte Murray uh, getting ADP'd at 10. I believe his rank, well, I believe, I know, that when you go into a category league mock draft on, on ESPN, he's ranked at six, uh, seven, sorry. Why? Please don't, don't do that. So the, people are looking at it and going, oh, okay. Like, I don't know they're going to adjust this. All this stuff's going to adjust. But there's five weeks to go for the NBA season, less than five weeks. Um, people are doing drafts. You've opened your draft room for five weeks and this is what you're presenting to us. I'll rip it. I don't care if you're going to fix it. You've had five weeks to fix it. Fix it. DeJounte's at 10. Same names as before. Jamarant's at 16. No, thank you. Not in the category. Not interested. ADP 16. Don Mitchell, ADP at 15. What? Yep. No, thanks. We talked about that already. DeMar Rosen, ADP at 20. All the same guys getting overvalued, I think, on both sides here. With their getting drafted. 20. Taking all value. CJ McCollum's at 40. What? Why? It's 20 spots too high, at least. Maybe 30. 40. That's in the middle of the, th- middle of the fourth round. Early fourth round. 40. How about the double royal? Julius Randall. At this point, I legitimately don't know what's happening with the Knicks still. Could they trade Randall? Will Tom Thibodeau bench Randall? Lol. Probably not. Now, Randall struggled last season. Yes. He was really bad. Poor shooting, poor free throws, low defensive stats. That's never going to change. His assists probably do drop with Brunson arriving a little bit. Usage probably drops a little bit. So why are we looking at him at 49? Where's the logic in that? I guess that is somewhat skewed by points leagues. He was 63rd last season in category leagues. But we're expecting a jump forward from him. If anything, uh, maybe if Randall falls. And Randall fell to me in a draft the other day late. I don't know if it was one I was doing with you guys and you saw it on the feed. Um, But he was like available at like 95 or outside the top 100. And I think I grabbed him. I can't remember. That's ridiculous. 49. There's no value in that. That's what we're trying to do. Find value. Find the guys that make sense where we can extract a little bit. What's the upside of Randall? Look, I know he had a better season than that, but what's the likelihood of that happening? It's got to be really low. And you're paying a premium to drive him. Again, ADP of 49 means people are taking him earlier than 49. Why, I don't know. Another name that's the same here, Christian Wood, ADP at 56. All of the same concerns that I had with Yahoo and same with the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris, who's ADP 74. A little bit better than the rank where it sits on um, uh, uh, Yahoo. That's the site I'm trying to think of, but still not great. Here's a new name. Malcolm Brogdon's got an ADP of 69 on ESPN. Giggity. Why? Malcolm Brogdon's a pretty solid player, right? He's a pretty solid player. He will come off the bench. 
for the Celtics that will limit his upside somewhat. He will play next to Derek White, also a point guard player. Brogdon won't have the same usage that he had in Indiana. He might not get hurt as much as he had in Indiana. But we've also seen Brogdon in a supporting role in Milwaukee, and he wasn't worth this pick. He's a better player than he was then, probably. But he also played more minutes then than he will now. Again, Brogdon, late, 120, no worries. Maybe he exceeds all expectations. At 69, I'm not getting pleasantly surprised there, I don't think. You're just losing all value. I can explain this next one. Andy Wiggins has an ADP of 74. Because in a points league, if you take Andy Wiggins at 74, it's totally reasonable. But that is part of the problem with these ADP numbers for players who have value that is so disparate across the two formats. If you take Andy Wiggins at 74 in a, in a category league, you're losing all of his value. He is one of those players, like CJ McCollum I referenced earlier, that just became bad at free throws and never got good again. Apparently, he's figured out the secret to rebounding. You try. So we'll see if he's able to increase that rebound number. But even so, like, so Yahoo's got him at 99, and I debated having that as too high. But it's about fine. It's about right. Like Wiggins is solid enough. He scores okay. The rebounds might improve. The steals are okay. He doesn't get assists. The percentages are rough. There's just no reason, I don't think, to be looking at him. That's basically a sixth-round selection of Andrew Wiggins in a category league. You don't want to do that. I'll tell you what you also don't want to do. Take Russell Westbrook with an ADP of 59. It's looking more and more that Westbrook will stay in LA. He'll probably start, but does that mean 34 minutes? I don't know. In a points league, 59 is is totally okay for Westbrook. He should exceed that number. But we also saw last season that usage was down, assist rate was down, rebound rate was down playing with the Lakers. And I think, I think he'll be more muted this season. I, I would not draft Russell Westbrook in the top 100 of a category league. I might take a flyer late just to see what happens. I haven't yet, but I might. And again, it is looking more and more like he will stay in LA. But ADP 59 is pure foolishness. Speaking of the yokai, John Isaac's got an ADP of 86. He hasn't played in two years. More than two years. He doesn't have a starting spot open for him. He had hamstring surgery in March. We do not know if he is healthy. If you want to take Jonathan Isaac, who has legitimate top 35 upside as a healthy player from two years ago in a 30-minute, 31-minute-a-night role, if you want to take a flyer on him in round 11 at pick 130, it is a great option, right? And if he's not ready, you get rid of him and see you later. At 86, again, you've blown up your draft. Why is he getting picked at 86 on average? Why are people going earlier than that on John Isaac? For a guy that is legitimately Paolo Banquero's backup, Franz Wagner's backup, maybe Wendell Carter's backup, who hasn't played in two plus years, coming off a hamstring surgery, there's, no, there's not even remotely a skerrick of value in that selection. Nor is there value in Karis LeVert at 97. I don't think that Karis LeVert will start for the Cavs. I don't. I think it'll be Isaac Okoro. I don't think he makes sense next to Garland and next to Mitchell. I don't think he even plays 30 minutes a night. I think Okoro's, they're going to just need someone out there to spot up and to defend. And Levert doesn't do either of those things. 
If you want to take him at 135, because we've seen some upside plays from him in the past in Brooklyn and some okay scoring upwards, I, I get it. But 97, that's not even two-thirds of a way through a fantasy draft. There's absolutely no reason for it. So that is another bust over on ESPN. And that, that does it. That's the busts. As we sit here at the 15th of September, I will do more shows of these because stuff will update. Rankings will update. ADPs will change. Player evaluations will change. But as we sit here, September 15th, that is what I see. Let me know which one of those guys do you think was the biggest bust or will be the biggest bust? Which one of those guys do you think, Josh, you've lost your mind. That guy's not a bust. It'll probably be DeMar DeRozan that you're telling me is not a bust. But who is it? Drop it in the comments down below. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app on YouTube. Thumb it up. Comments, comments, comments. Also more comments. Subscribe as well. That'd be great, guys. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.